Hey guys, and welcome back to the Natty Scene and your update with me and Vicky. Hi! Uh, hope you guys are good, and welcome back for another episode. So, rolling straight into things, um, how has your week been, Vicky, this week? I know there's been uh, a few things going on and some good things, some some interesting things over the weekend and, and your trip. So, uh, how, how's your week been, and uh, has there any, uh, been anything to sort of specifically talk about? Yeah, well, we were just having a, a little bit of a chat off air because um, I kind of answered the phone with arms up in the air going, yay! Um, everybody, oh, well, I don't know if everybody knows or whatever because I'm not obviously that fucking famous, but I went away this weekend um, with the family to a log cabin in the middle of the woods um, with no internet connection apart from Wi-Fi inside the log cabin. I tell you what, how fucking weird is that? Mm -hmm. um, and especially when I had check-ins to do on the Saturday, so it was all set up and everything. And on the Saturday morning, the entire Wi-Fi went down, like throughout oh, the entire shit. camp. And I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't get WhatsApps. Man, there's no phone signal. We're in the middle of a bloody forest um, surrounded by wildlife and shit. Um, so we had to actually drive into the nearest town which was 20 minutes away. How do these people live, right? If you, like, if well, they you just don't do of, shit. They just don't do right? shit. Yeah. It's, but it's weird. But it's like, if you run out of something, like if you run out of batteries for your scales, everybody builds worst nightmare. Your batteries run out in your scales. Yeah. What the hell are you supposed to do? It's 20 minutes to the nearest store, and the nearest store is um, a Lidl or a co-op. <laughs> Oh, that's not the end of the world, is it? 20 minutes. It's not like you're in the fucking wilderness, mate. <laughs> I was. I was in the wilderness. I was waking You're used to walking five minutes for a fucking shop. That's what, that's the difference is. I don't know. I think it was just a bit weird. It was, it was really weird. You make yourself surreal. sound like bloody Bear Grylls. Oh, I was. Tell you what, I was Bear Grylls that weekend. I was out in the forest. I was walking across, um, like man-made uh, bridges made from fallen trees and we had to build dens i was big will yeah, yeah <laughs> anyway okay. it was certainly not glamping put it that way but it was hilarious and then walking the dog at six in the morning um because i always take him out at six in the morning because otherwise he'll shit all over my garden and it will be completely ruined yeah. so i always like to take him out, and it's nice for him as well you know so i was doing that and um we just came face to face with deer and these things were just, I mean, they were epic. It's so beautiful to see, everyone laughs at me when I do it because it's hippie woo-woo shit, but it's so nice to almost be one with nature and just get your headspace in that, in that environment and see all of those natural wildlife creatures in their natural habitat. Yeah. Because you can see them in a zoo and it's like, oh yeah, it's a deer. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. If you, you know, or oh yeah, it's an elephant. But if you see one in safari in Africa on the plains, it's like, wow. That's an elephant. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's a bit yeah. different. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it was. It was. It was really, really nice. So we went running with deer in the forest, and the dog was going mental. He was limping by the end of the night because I had never ever seen him be so boundy going through these forests. Uh -huh. <laughs> Very funny. Uh -huh. um, and Scott kept on lagging behind because he was taking photographs, and the dog just kept on running up hills and back down the hills to go and grab him. And then by the end of the night, yeah, he was limping a little bit. <laughs> uh -huh. <laughs> funny, but it was an epic. So, um, so yeah, I texted you a couple of times, didn't I, when I was over there, or, or can't remember whether I did, yeah. um, saying that I was in a really big funk on one day because my bloating had got so bad um, that I looked like I was ready to give birth. It was horrendous, and I'd never seen it so bad before, and it got me quite upset because I just I, I struggled to eat 
throughout the day as well because I was feeling full and sluggish and horrible. So cutting a long story short, anyway, I thought I'm going to have to do something about this. So instead of having five big meals that consist of like five, 600 calories throughout the day, I've just cut it down and now eating nine times a day. But one of my meals is like uh, rice cakes and peanut butter, for example. Yeah. And no bloat. Over the entire week, and my hunger levels have been good. And you're I've basically just pre- snacking as opposed to having nine meals. Yeah, kind of yeah, thing. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Just so, so people don't think you're eating like five thousand calories a day. <laughs> because I'm a Trojan. Yeah, exactly. Um, don't know where I'd put it. I mean, yeah. I'm still on high calories, yeah. but it's just more. It's more smaller meals. I do still have a big meal post workout. Um, which has got a little bit more protein in it and some more carbohydrates in it. But that is literally meat and rice. Yeah. And that's all I have. I have no veg. I have nothing else. I don't drink either. The the um, Oh, no, sorry. What I do do is I've started having a um, carbohydrate-based shake as well immediately after I finish training and then just wait for a bit yeah. and then have a bigger meal. So those, sure. those meals are like between my pre and my post-workout, proper post-workout meal, it is about... Three and a half, four hours. But you having I do anything have intra workout at all? No. So I have um, rice flake porridge. I'll only have 50 grams of that now with um, scoop away and some fruit, mostly some blueberries and stuff. Um, then I'll just have like, I've got some EAAs. So I'm having some EAAs intra workout. Sure. Yep. Which are quite good. Um, and then post workout, I'll have a shake with it's 60 grams. So it's it equals out to about. 22 grams of protein and like 29 maybe 30 grams of carbs okay sure is that like a blend of something where is it from what product is it uh fission yeah fission ix okay it's really good it's really good and it's not spiked and it comes with like a certificate of authentication uh, authentication yeah um which is really good (laughs) so Got that, and it's chocolate toffee apple flavor. So okay, strong. Yeah, yeah. It was the and is it whey? Is it whey protein that makes up the protein or? Yes, whey protein, and then it's uh, cyclic dextrin that makes up your carbohydrate. Sure, nice. So it's a nice blend actually. It doesn't give me any issues either because like a lot of the time when I was having cyclic dextrin intra, um, I was getting heartburn a lot. Really? Wow. Whereas, I know. I've literally it. had no one ever react badly to cyclic dextrin i'm a bit fucked up though so aren't I? my digestive yeah. system's fucked yeah so yeah, yeah. i i react to pissing broccoli for god's sake god damn it, yeah. yeah so you know so but it doesn't give me any kind of reaction and then like an hour after that 45 minutes to an hour after that then i'll have either um steak and rice or chicken and rice or something like that but it will literally just be the meat and the rice on its own and then mm-hmm. after that i'll have some carrots with me Yep. My next meal, following yep. up to that. But I am feeling so much better with it, and I'm sleeping well. My sleep has been epic. Only one night where I woke up at, like, half four, and normally I wake up at five anyway, so it's like, eh, that's not bad. What time do you go to bed? Like, half nine. Okay, well, that's not too bad, then. Oh, yeah, you I actually... can't stay awake past half nine. No, no, you're actually asleep at half nine, though. I'm probably asleep round about quarter to ten, ten o'clock. Oh, okay, yeah, that's not yeah. too bad. Because I've again I've started going to bed and I know it sounds it, it sounds really funny, but I used to years ago couldn't get to sleep unless the television was on. 
it was almost like it was too eerie Fuck. and dark for me, you yeah. know, that the bogeyman was going to come and get me or something. You know, like if you sleep and you've got a leg outside of the bed or yep. or uncovered, the bogeyman's going to get you. Yeah. yeah, it was the same with that. If it was complete darkness, I could not sleep. Um, so I had to have the TV on. Whereas now, I can't have anything on. It's like, no, the TV has well, to yeah, be off. It, it, makes, it makes no sense in terms of getting a deep sleep, in terms of having anything on. You want like yeah. a totally black room and total silence. I I couldn't I when I was prepping I couldn't sleep without earbuds because I had to have complete and utter silence because my body was so awake. It yeah. would it would need to be put to bed by proper supplementation, um, sometimes melatonin as well, like topical, and then yeah, it would be blackout blinds, blackout fucking uh, mask over my face. Like, yeah, I'd need everything to get to bed. But my sleep yeah. quality was, was really good. I'm sleeping tons right now. I go right. to bed Are at 10 and I wake... Are you sleeping with earbuds and stuff? No, I don't sleep with earbuds. I just sleep with a sleep mask and that's the only thing I use. And I use zinc and magnesium. Right. Um... It's funny, isn't it? Because I tried using the, the um, earbuds when you suggested it when I was on prep last year because Scott was snoring. And when I put those earbuds in, you know, yeah. like if you just kind of close your ears off, you have yeah. this ringing almost. Oh, well, like and it's titanous. almost like you can hear your heartbeat and yeah. everything. I love like, that shit. I couldn't. I, I couldn't bear, bear it. I was just like, oh, this is just, it's like Chinese water torture. I just can't yeah. hear it because I've got an ectopic heartbeat anyway. So everybody's heart goes lub-dub, lub-dub. Well, mine yeah. doesn't. Mine goes lub-dub and then basically has a hiccup and goes, but do 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 and then goes back to love dub. So when it does yeah. that flutter thing, I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I'm having a heart attack because <laughs> you can't hear it normally. Yeah. But no, yeah. I, I, I love just switching off. I, I need to switch off massively to get to get restful sleep. Um, but yeah, I think I think the, the more the, the more that I, the, the deeper that I get into this off season, the, the more I'm sleeping. So I, 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 I sleep, I sleep in more than I do, than I have done ever in the past. I wake up now at like, if I'm not doing a podcast in the morning, I'll wake up at like eight and I'm going to sleep at like 10. I'm nice. Getting, I'm getting so much sleep. Um, but in favor for that, because I've lost a bit of work time in the morning, I work later as well. But I put my blue light blockers on at like 8 p.m. Um, right. And then I, I'm, you know, in usually it would be like work all the way in the morning and then train and then come back and chill out. But now it's like work, train, and then come back and do more work and then go to bed, which is fine. I'm not got any issues with that at all. Cause yeah. I, if I can maximize my sleep, then I'd, I'd rather take that over anything. And, and personally, anecdotally, I've seen like, I'm a, I, I can recover from any shit right now. Like my recovery is just incredible. Um, yeah. I do not get sore. Uh, I do not get, I don't feel run down. I don't get niggles at the moment. Um, I was just t- taking my heart rate variability and that's always perfect, um, which I do believe is a, it's a good tool. Um, mm. There's, there's been, there's been a decent amount of sort of use of it within athletes, uh, namely in like um, more marathon based or distance based endurance based sports. Um, HRV is basically for anyone that wants to know. It's basically the gap between your heartbeats. That's what it measures. The higher the higher your HRV, the better. So like yeah. a lot of people think you need like a low low 
HRV, that's that's bad. The, mm. the lower your HRV, the more you're going to the sympathetic nervous system as opposed to parasympathetic. Um, yeah. And there's a good app as well, which I use called <coughs> Elite, Elite HRV, which links up to like um, a chest strap or, uh, well, yeah, it links up to any sort of Bluetooth chest strap. You can't use a Fitbit or anything like that. And, I use your pillow, Dobbies. Fucks me off, fucks me off this Fitbit scenario because like everyone's, I've got four questions this week about whether I use my Fitbit to work out my calories for the day and that's, and it's just like using it for sleep quality, like what is it actually measuring? It's measuring your heartbeat and it's measuring it very inaccurately. So it's one, it's not going to tell you how many calories you efficiently, you, you accurately burn in a day. It's mm. just not. Um, and it's also not going to tell you how you're sleeping. It, it just no. I do, it just can't um, because to to accurately tell how you're sleeping you'll need like you'll need to Sleep go like clinic. into one of those fucking monitoring chambers where they monitor your breath um, they monitor your heart rate with an actual thing that's taking your heart rate fi- like effectively yeah, not brain waves yeah not something that's on your wrist very loosely with a little elect- electronic magnet or something or whatever it's picking <laughs> up. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't, I certainly don't use Fitbits to calculate my calories. Um, no. but anyway, uh, moving on to sort of the, the topic this week, um, we were going to discuss a little bit as to, uh, cardio choices and potentially what we we use amongst our clients to, to either get them lean or, or whether we use cardio in, in a gaining phase. So Vicky, like up, you take this first. What has been throughout throughout your perhaps your sort of use of cardio? Have you gone through phases of using hits, using lists, using step tracking, and and what do, what have you sort of come to the conclusion as to what potentially was best for you in terms of a fat loss phase? Um, well, steps steps is a good tool to obviously monitor because that monitors your meat levels. And for me, I've always got very very high step count because I've got the dog, I've got the kids. I work PT as well two evenings a week now. Um, that have now yeah, it's just one and a half days realistically. Um, so my meat levels were high, and, and I managed to keep an eye on my steps. Cardio wise, for my personal prep last year. I only actually did like 45 minutes of lists a day yeah. um, coming into my last bit of my fat loss phase. I was quite lucky. I can I can lose weight very, very quickly just through manipulation of food. Yeah. Um, I don't tend to lose weight very quickly through manipulation of cardio. Um, so it was just a little bit of expenditure or maximizing expenditure, especially when I started taking Yimbine. Mm. Um, and your himbine is better if you do it before fasted cardio works a little bit more efficiently. Yeah. So it was just 45 minutes of um, list cardio, which I opted for a recumbent bike um, near the late ranges, later stages of prep. Throughout my beginning part, where I was at my fattest, I did do intervals because I had more energy. And it was quicker, and I could do it at any point. I did it on some rest days. or Did they affect your training at all? Say again. They affect your training at all, your recovery capacity. No, because I only did it. I did it on completely separate days, or okay. I did it about six to eight hours apart from my training days. If I had to do it on a training day, yeah. So yeah. no, it didn't do it. And for anybody who says, "Oh, you can do hit intervals after your training session," and if you can do that efficiently to get your heart rate up to one sixty, one seventy in a hit session, then one, you haven't trained hard enough. Mm. Because when I finish my training session, there's no way 
I can do hit intervals regardless of how many I need to do. Not a fucking chance. Yeah. I could probably walk a bit, but there's no way that I could do hit. So I used to do that either first thing in the morning after something to eat um, because I wouldn't advise doing hit on a, on a fasted stomach or I used to do it on a completely separate day so, so it didn't affect my training whatsoever. And if I did do hit in the morning before my training session, then I made sure I got a hell of a lot of food in before I obviously started my big training session as well for my weights. With clients, um, that's what worked for me. With my clients, it completely depends. So I have two girls competing tomorrow, um, which I'm leaving to go to Bristol in a little while. Um, awesome. What show so, are they doing? Um, it's one called Glifting. So it's one for first timers. It's okay. a bit more of a bit more of like a bikini softer look. It's certainly not bodybuilding. It's like wellness. It, yeah, yep. almost exactly the same as wellness, but they have categories like transformation categories and mums that lift and things, because one of my girls is in epic shape. She's done a fantastic transformation, lost like eight dress sizes. But of course, because of that, and because she's had a little boy as well, she's got a lot of loose skin on her stomach, which okay. has put her down in a category for a bikini one. So this one is absolutely perfect for her, for Great. the transformation category. Now, um, that girl that I've just been talking about, Maria, she has done no cardio at all. And she's still on, uh, I think she's just, I've just increased her food again yesterday um, because I like feeding my clients up into the show, depending on what they look like. Um, so she's on 2,000 calories and losing weight. Lovely. But then I've got my other girl who is Bob on body fitness or wellness, whichever one you want to look at it. She's got a big set of legs, a big bum, tiny, tiny waist, and a beautiful set of shoulders and an epic back now, you know. Um, but she's down to like 1,100 calories, and she had to do some some high-intensity cardio. Yep. She hated less cardio. She found it boring. She was always moaning about it. So I said, well, do you know what? Then we'll do some hit. See what now, you like on that one. Now, what's the disparity between the amount of time that they, those girls have spent dieting? Has one of those, has the girl that's on low calories been as completed some other diets that have taken us pretty lean conditions before and has the yeah. other one spent as the other one spent more time in a surplus so i've been working with maria for over a year yeah. so i know exactly how her body works i dealt with her in an off season i dealt with her to get through into a photo shoot so i know how her body reacts we also managed to get her calories up from about 1300 when she first came to me doing like two hours of cardio a day and things, suffering from enormous binges on the weekends. So we managed to get her calories from 1,300 up to 2,400 with no cardio, and she realistically put on five pounds, but never binged, never binged, and her yeah. body composition changed immensely. Now, Lindsay, my other girl, I've been working with her for 18 weeks. She came to me very flat, very soft, Again, only eating about 1,200 calories a day to begin with. Yes. So I didn't have a lot of time to kind of build her back up. But we did. We got her calories up to about 1,750. Um, and then throughout, she's been I've been reducing her calories slightly. And I mean ever so slightly. She's been working like a fucking trooper in the gym. Um, so we got most of her expenditure out through her training. Um, and we only got down to 1,100 calories two weeks ago. And now started to bring them back up again. So I think she's... Yes, yeah, lowest was on 1,100 calories, and then yeah, from yesterday, she got back up to 1,250 just to kind of fill out a little bit more. And she looks leaner, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But she had to go very low carb, you know, high carb for her didn't work at all. 
um, because of the simple fact that her body just wasn't absorbing them right. She wasn't lean enough. She wasn't very, her insulin response wasn't very good. So she had to go very low carb, and she responded very well to that. So again, it's it's individualized for cardio. I think you do need to, but this is where the art of coaching comes in, and it's like yeah, your sure, story man, was. Yeah. yeah, this is what your story was on Instagram the other day. Just because somebody is a good athlete doesn't mean that they're a good coach. Yeah. Somebody, oh, do you know, oh, that's safe for another podcast, but I'll do that another day. Same goes with your nutrition. It's very, very, very easy to put somebody into a fucking deficit. But is that going to affect their performance? Yes, it is. And if you're telling somebody to go on 800 calories to make weight, but they can't fucking pick up a bar, that's not coaching. <laughs> I'm sorry. Gets one really part of the job done, but the main part is not done at all. Um, no. Yeah, so I, you know, I think I can totally relate in terms of the the disparity and and differences in in people and how they simulate food and whether they can dart and high calories or not. And for the most part, the the more I learn about this, the more I realise that the people that have actually spent time eating enough and doing that for a long period of time tend to lose really well on very good calories um like you know aj who i met up with over the um, a couple of days ago he's still on like 400 carb we just literally dropped from like 450 he's been losing weight on like you know 3100 3200 calories for the most part of his prep um we'll have to get lower than that and he fucking knows that because to bring in his lower half and his posterior chain he's gonna have to get lower he absolutely knows that um, it was the same. It was it was a weird thing with my with my with my prep last year. I had to get fucking low at some points, and at some points I was comparing my data from that from that prep to the the one that was um, a couple of years before, when I'd had the year off season. I was like, I'm not as lean as I was here, but I'm on lower calories. Like, what the hell is going on? I'm doing more cardio. Um, obviously, towards the end, I, I finished really strong. But in in the midst of it, I was on pretty low food and doing a lot of work. And the reality was, I look back as to why that happened. It's because I was a lazy little shit in my off season, and I was eating not enough and not enough consistency. So I'd eat throughout the week like three thousand calories because that was just where what I ate. I just ate three thousand calories. That was it. And then. I'd over the weekend go out for a couple of meals, bump up my weekly caloric average, and then I'd be like, oh, okay, that's fine. If it fits your macros, bruh. Like, fuck that. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, strong. Like, it was just a stupid way to look at my off season and in terms of consistently trying to maximize my metabolic potential, push up food to where it's consistently high, and giving your body, like, getting your body used to that intake is so beneficial, especially for girls. Like, they'll see numbers on, like, carbs or they'll see numbers on calories and they'll start to get scared. For some of my females, I've blanked out the calorie column and I've blanked out some I've blanked out some of their macros and I just tell them, right, okay, this is, a, this is, what, this is what this is going to look like in terms of a day. And they don't even know how many calories they're consuming and I just tell them, like, what to eat because they've, in the past, they've been so scared about numbers and focusing on the fact that i can't eat over 200 carb without gaining fat i can't eat over 60 fat without gaining fat so sometimes i literally just tell them what to eat they don't have a clue what they're eating and i just know that i'm getting the scale weight data and that's great and that's all i need um 
that is a pain in the ass to do though trust Absolutely. me um but it's worth it with some people that are really trying to invest um and it gets them to a point where we can then diet and we have a really good high start point and we can start coming back off that uh, and then it, and it gives you so much more room to make changes uh, people will argue all day that you know your metabolism is really not that adaptive but trust me when you've gone through really harsh diets um, and if you fail if you fail to push up your calories enough to adapt upwards you you will be you will still be suppressed from a metabolism perspective before you even start your next diet yeah, so absolutely. I cannot stress, I cannot stress the importance of consistency when you're in a gaining phase. And it, it is, it's so integral, guys. So you've really got to master that. Um, going out for the occasional meal and, you know, spending time with family, social events, etc. All well and good. Do it. Definitely do it. It's a time to be doing it. But there's no fucking reason, especially if your appetite is minimal, there is no reason why you can't equate for that in your day and still hit roughly your numbers. There's mm. no reason to suggest that you need to backload all your calories for that social event or um, just deem it as a complete cheat meal, eat all your usual meals, and then on top of all your usual meals, eat a, eat a giant cheat meal and go into a, a larger surplus than you require. Um, it, it, I'm very passionate about that because I fucked it up myself and I've done an off season where I haven't been consistent. And it set me up for a, maybe a, maybe more work than I needed to do in a prep, I think. Yeah, um, absolutely. And it was maybe harder than I needed to make it. But, you know, regardless of my situation, I'll still do the work. <laughs> yeah, I'll for start, sure. Because um, we enjoy doing it as well. That's the difference. You know, yeah, you enjoy the yeah. process. So, but, but some people will have a hard prep, Vic, and... And they'll they'll back out, you know. I've had so I've had I've had I've had at least five clients back down on preps this year. Um, yeah. Because they they get into the swing of things, and they're like, oh, I don't I don't really like this, you know. I prefer, especially if they've been in a long gaining phase, they just get really quite comfortable with the fact that they're eating plenty, performance is great, and you get quite attached to that that process. It's why me and you both miss contest prep right now because yeah. we did it for so long and it was a great, it was a huge part of our year. We had a lot of enjoyment that came out of it. We had a lot of attachment to the dieting process. So when we're in a gaining phase and everything becomes somewhat easy in a sense that, you know, you're not having that hunger necessarily, not as high. Um, you're not having that. I find that I'm way more passionate about like, everything that I fucking do when I'm dieting because I get this hunger creates a drive in me like especially constant hunger like finishing your last meal and being like well fuck I'm still hungry. <laughs> no like, more oats <laughs> yeah like like now I'm just now I finish finish all my food I'm like yeah it's bedtime now <laughs> like get to bed I'm done I'm done eating calories for today um Fun. So yeah, it's 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 an interesting one. I've gone on a bit of a rant on that, but I'm sure there's there's bits and pieces that people can take from that and Definitely. and uh, make sure that they're applying. It's it's it's, it's important. It's just just the same for males and females. Consistency, um, and you should see it within what me and Vic do. You know, like Vic could quite easily accept that she's going to be bloated and not try and fix it and not try and mess about with things. Um, but she's you know you've you've done. A crazy amount of work to try and sort it out and 
Um, you know, from my perspective, I wish I could have told you exactly what was going to work, but it's like anything. Um, and uh, on the, on the other podcast I was on earlier in the week, someone mentioned the fact that you know some clients wish to have a plan or wish to have the next six months laid out in front of them. And I'm like, Don't fuck worry. that, I can barely tell you what's happening next week, mate. Exactly. You know? People um, have that timeline. I always say the perfect plan on paper is never what actually happens. Yeah. It's never what happens. That's like even on like the last two weeks for my girls coming up into prep and Amber who did her photo shoot, I literally got them to send me photos every day. Check in with me every day. Great. Send me photos every day because I have no idea what your body's going to do. And they're like, well, what's the plan for tomorrow? I'll tell you when you check in with me tomorrow. And it's, it's not a lazy answer. That's actually a truthful answer, you know. And I know sometimes it's a pain in the ass. It's like Lindsay's just been texting me here saying breakfast finishes at nine in the hotel. Are my macros still the same? I'm like, send me over your pictures. So she's quickly sent over her pictures. I'm like, ah, epic, right, macros are this. So she's now going to run down to the breakfast buffet <laughs> and obviously have exactly what she has. But again, you know, she's competing tomorrow. So her stipulations were macros are this based on your physique. However, you are not to go and have an epic binge just because it's in front of you. Stick yeah. to the same foods you've had throughout prep because otherwise you're going to, you know, maximize the risk of bloating and blow up and fill up with water and shit like that. Yeah. But anyway, that's a, that's another subject for another day because um, I think we're just coming up on time now, are we not? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's been a good chat, so I'm happy to. I'm happy to. I'm happy to call it call it a day here, and we can crack on with our both our busy days. I wish your two girls, if your two girls listen to this or whatever, I wish them the best of luck. Um, I hope they do really well. I'm sure they will. They've got a great coach, so. Ah, um, thanks. <laughs> um, it's cool that you're going up to watch them as well, Vic. Like that's Always. awesome. That's really cool. Um, I wish more people would do that because a lot of people don't. Um, I think it's part and parcel of being a coach you know I mean it's a three-hour drive for me but you know that's what part of being a coach is and I go and see everybody in their competitions whether it's a glifting competition like this whether it's the BMBF bodybuilding whether it's strongman powerlifters because I've got powerlifters as well yeah. and strong men and women so I'll go and see everybody yeah you know I'm more than we're more than just coaches you know we're we're for life right yeah I was you know I was the same um you know I still am the same um it's 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 becoming a little bit more difficult now because I have some clients that are competing in abroad. Um, yeah. This year, yeah, I so can't go to Australia. I, I'd, <laughs> fucking, I'd fucking love to, but it's the reality of doing that is it's a little bit harder than I, than I, than than, than you want. But uh, you know, when I was when I was starting out, I'd I I I'd make a big thing about when I go to clients like I'd I'd take loads of pictures of me and my client. You know, it's why I took quite a few of me and. AJ the other day it's just because I want to I want to like boost I want to make it look like I'm a coach and I want to make it look like I'm building relationships with everyone that I coach um this is fucking important guys you know just talk about what you're doing talk about what you're doing you know even if you aren't busy I tell some of my people that are building an online base even if you aren't busy make yourself look fucking busy talk about the five clients that you've got like no tomorrow and people will be like whoa you know, you're well, you're really busy. Jesus, what are you doing? Even if you've got like three clients, you can make yourself look really busy. Damn um, right. But yeah, anyway, we'll leave it there, guys. Um, thanks very much for watching again. And we'll chat soon. Cool. Strong. All right, cool. See you later, guys. Bye, bye, bye.